any of these people. And it's just like, I just felt like a glorified drug dealer. I was just passing out prescriptions all day, every day. And it wasn't like fulfilling to me at all. And people would still come back sick, still come back with health problems. And yeah, I just felt like really, really discouraged. So... Hey there, welcome to Jam of Jen, Empowering Your Pivot. I'm an ex-corporate girl turned chiropractor who is on a mission to help others make their dream a reality. I'll be sharing real stories from people who have made that leap into living a life of success on their terms. Making the leap isn't always sunshine and rainbows, but it's about showing you that you too can have the freedom of life you desire. So let's jump right in. All right, welcome back to another episode of Jamming with Jen. Today, I have on Dr. Sitar Tabodi, who is a board-certified family nurse practitioner and a natural medicine health consultant. After suffering from SIBO, which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, POTS, which is postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, and multiple other chronic illnesses, she was able to heal herself naturally with nutrition, and herbal medicine. She has over nine years of healthcare experience and now owns her own telemedicine practice where she helps people all over the world reverse their chronic health conditions and thrive. When she's not working, she is traveling the world with her wonderful wonderful fiance, hiking the mountains, napping on the beach, and feasting on some fresh fruit. So welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to hear your story. Um, when I, when you had commented or messaged me about your story, I was like, oh, this is like right up my alley of things that I love to talk about. So yeah, would you like to share a little bit with the audience about yourself? Yeah, so um, I think, you know, my my journey has been kind of like non-traditional and like in kind of like a lot of twists and turns. So um, ever since I was a teenager, I knew that I wanted to be a healer. And my parents were like, Middle Eastern, like, you know, you could only be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, but I always wanted to have a relationship with people. And I just really liked the idea of nursing. So I went to college, became a nurse. And um, when I was in nursing school, I, I didn't really know what kind of nurse I wanted to be. I thought I wanted to do pediatrics, but then we did our pe- um, pediatric rotations. And I would come home crying all the time because I just like would be really sad seeing sick kids. So I was like, okay, I can't yeah. do children. But then my last rotation, I did the intensive care unit and I was. I fell in love so hard. I was like, this is what I was meant to do with my life. So fortunately I was able to get a job um, right out of nursing school into the ICU. And I loved it. It was stressful and I'm kind of an adrenaline person. So I love like the unpredictability and the blood and the guts and, you know, like the, just like the intensity of it all. And it was just really rewarding. Like every day I got to go to work and I got to help save lives. And it was incredible. It was truly, truly like, you know, what I was meant to do. But then maybe like less than a year into my nursing career, I developed a food poisoning incident and I just like never recovered from it. I, um, you know, I was always tired afterwards. I started developing all these new digestive problems I'd never had before. And, you know, I'd go to the doctors and they'd be like, oh, you know, um, you're just, you're just a new nurse. You're working night shift. You know, it's a stressful job. Maybe you just like need to sleep more. Maybe you just need to drink more water, but you know, I just like knew deep down that there was like something wrong with me. Unfortunately, being like, I'm sure you experienced this as a woman, like good old mansplaining, you know, especially in medicine, which is very hierarchical, you know what I mean? 
So yeah. I dealt with that and, you know, I'd go from doctor to doctor to doctor and I try to explain to them like what had happened and what I think is going on with my body. And they're just like, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. But eventually like over a year of like trying to get answers and whatnot, I eventually got to the point where I couldn't work because I was so malnourished and underweight. I, um, you know, I developed like, severe fatigue. I couldn't get out of bed. I had difficulty swallowing. I had to sleep on, on my side so I wouldn't choke on my, my saliva. I was so, so sick. And I think over the year, I'm very petite, but I'd lost like maybe 10 pounds. So I was like, you know, I almost looked like anorexic. I was very, very thin. Um, but again, there was nothing wrong with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, as they said. Um, but then, you know, and then, you know, once, you know, my primary care provider was like, okay, like, yeah, you're really sick. We need to do more. They thought I had multiple sclerosis. So I had to do all the testing for MS. Unfortunately, I was negative for that. But, and then I was like a central neurologist. I was a gastroenterologist. And I went through like months and months of testing and endoscopies and CT scans. And the only things that they were able to find were um, malabsorption, which is, I could have told you that, you know, <laughs> and, um, like vitamin deficiencies and like elevated inflammatory markers, which are very broad and not very indicative of anything really. Yeah. Um, and that was like really, really discouraging. So I was just like, I thought that I was going crazy. I was like, you know, like, am I, is this all in my head? Like, am I making this up? Because, you know, all my training had been in conventional medicine. So if the tests say there's nothing wrong with you, then maybe there's nothing wrong with you, you know? But then a family friend recommended that I go to a homeopathic doctor, which I was like very like not into because, you know, again, all my training had been in conventional medicine. I wasn't really into the natural medicine or alternative um, medicine by any means, but I was so desperate. I was like, I have to get better. I was 23 years old. Like I couldn't work. I was living at home with my parents. They were taking care of me. I couldn't do anything. So um, fortunately, he ran a lot of functional medicine testing on me. And he found that I had um, Hashimoto's thyroiditis. He said he found that I had small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. I had elevated um, um, heavy metals on my heavy metal testing and just like kind of all these other tests. So he, um, he put me on lots of antibiotics and um, things like that and steroids and things like that, which obviously weren't good for me, but it was like, I was able to get, I was able to function. I was able to like, you know, go back to work because like now I had energy to go back to work on steroids and whatnot he had me change my diet and he had me he put me on tons of supplements which I know is really common in like the functional medicine community we would just like throw up vitamins and supplements at everyone I was spending like hundreds of dollars a month on supplements yeah. um, and I felt a little bit better you know I was able to function again mm -hmm. but I still didn't feel like a hundred percent and so years and years went by I just felt low grade sick like all throughout my 20s I'm almost 32 right now but yeah, I just felt like crap all the time. And eventually got to the point where I kept going to different functional medicine providers and, you know, naturopaths and things like that. And I still like, no matter how much I tried, no matter how many diets I tried and supplements and herbs and probiotics and everything, I still didn't feel good. You know what I mean? I was still medication dependent and I was taking thyroid medications and steroids and things like that. And, um, Years and years went by, I just kept struggling, struggling, struggling. But then um, in 2018, so I like struggled for like five years. That was awesome. Um, 2018, I read a book um, called Liver Rescue by Anthony William. And it talks about the root cause of a lot of um, chronic health conditions. And the way that he recommended his books to heal was a low fat plant-based diet. And I was like, I'm going to do it. Like, what else do I have to lose? You know what I mean? So I started implementing some of his herbs and protocols. And within six months, I was completely off my medications. And I felt like the best I had, like, in my entire life. 
And um, yeah, so I did that. And then, you know, I spent about during this like whole healing process, I was an intensive care unit nurse for nine years. So, um, and I always knew like throughout my healing journey, I knew that eventually, you know, even though it was my first love, I knew that I eventually wanted to do something a little bit easier. Like I didn't want to keep working 12 hour shifts. I didn't want to keep doing life and death CPR every day. Like it was just a very stressful job. Um, so I, I knew that I wanted to do something a little bit easier on the body. So I had always wanted to become a nurse practitioner. And, um, and I thought like, oh my gosh, this would be great if I become a primary care provider, you know, I can help people prevent reverse chronic illness. It'll be great. I can implement like things that I've learned in the ICU, things that I've learned in my natural medicine journey, things like that. But then, uh, while I'm in nurse practitioner school, I kept going through all my training. I'm working the primary care clinics and like, I have like 15 minutes with with each patient. (laughs) I'm like, how am I going to help any of these people? And it's just like, I just felt like a glorified drug dealer. I was just passing out prescriptions all day, every day. And it wasn't like fulfilling to me at all. And people would still come back sick, still come back with health problems. And yeah, I just felt like really, really discouraged. So in meanwhile, I'm working uh, when I was in grad school, I was working, you know, I was in school five days a week. I was working in the ICU on the weekends. It was during a pandemic. It was like a horrific time in my life. You know, it was just an incredibly stressful time in my life. So yeah, being a frontline ICU nurse and being in grad school is like not, not very ideal. <laughs> um, so I graduated in May of 2021 and I also quit my job. I was just like, you know what? Like I need, like, I just need to like focus in on like what I'm going to do with my life. Cause it's obviously like an incredibly traumatizing two years, you know? Yeah. So I, um, I quit my job and I kind of like took a step back, you know, I think whenever like you're really immersed in medicine and, you know, everything that's going on around you, you just like, it's really, you kind of get tunnel vision. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I always had dreams. I always thought like, you know, when I graduated from nurse practitioner school, I'd be a primary care provider for a few years and eventually start my own business, have my own clinic, like do things that I was really, really, truly, truly passionate about. And then uh, my fiance was like, well, why don't you just do that now? And I was like, no, no, like, you know, I'm, I don't know how to start a business. Like that's, I would never do that. Like I'm a, I'm a nurse practitioner, I'm a nurse. Like, you know, I can save people lives. I don't do business, you know? And I mean, it just seemed like such a foreign thing to me, but, um, <laughs> I took a course on like how to start your own like functional medicine health practice. And it was like very straightforward and very easy. So I did that and then the rest is history. Um, So yeah, that's kind of how that whole thing happened. That's amazing because, so yes, you did the course to help with like the business side of everything. But I mean, like your real lessons were everything you learned in your twenties. Yeah. (laughs) Which it was like, you know, hard lessons that you learned. And most people like in their twenties are feeling amazing. Yeah. Like you should have all the energy and like your twenties in my mind should just be like, you should be really thriving. Um, so it's interesting, like your side of the story, like, or your experience through life that like your twenties were a struggle. And now I was not thriving in my twenties. Yeah. Yeah. And now like you're, you're totally thriving. (laughs) well you know it's really interesting like looking back like you know I I did miss out on some things in my 20s but you know I still was able to do a lot and I think obviously that wasn't good for my health 
Do you know what I mean? Like in, in my twenties, I wasn't prioritizing my health, even though like, I felt like my health was holding me back, but I would just push through. You know what I mean? I'd still go out with my friends. I would still force myself to do all the things I shouldn't have and things like yeah. that. So yeah, I think that I'm like in my thirties, I'm like, no, 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 like prioritize me. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. I, um, I talked to a lot of patients about that. I work a lot with like women and children and especially moms. I'm like, you have to like prioritize yourself somehow, whether it's 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, because otherwise like you are just giving yourself to everybody else and not like helping yourself heal. Yeah. And I think sometimes I've noticed like with my, my clients also, I think people with chronic illness, like kind of feel the need. And I I was guilty of this too. Um, We feel the need to like overcompensate for our illness so it's like, oh, like I can't do some things because of my health, but it's like, I'm going to, like, I think that I can't do it. So I'm going to like over deliver for everyone else and everything that I do. You know what I mean? Like I was, you know, a straight A student. I always picked up overtime when I was asked, like, you know, I did all the things I shouldn't have done to like please other people make other people happy. And, um, you know, that affected my health negatively. You know what I mean? So yes. Yeah. Yeah. You were definitely living in like fight or flight for a long, a long time. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit about the whole telemedicine health. Like what is the mission through, um, through your practice online? Um, you know, it was really interesting. Like, you know, with the pandemic telemedicine, telemedicine was always something like, you know, we talked about in conventional medicine, but in theory, just like, didn't like feel like it worked. Like, no, no, no. Like, we need to see our patients like in order to treat them, you know what I mean? To like touch them and listen to them and things like that. But then with COVID, I think telemedicine started to become really popular and it was really, and both providers and patients really, really loved it. It's like, they Mm -hmm. didn't have to go through the whole check-in process and, you know, and just like wait and like, you know, just so easy. And you know what I mean? Like, especially now, especially in conventional medicine, like I don't know if you've been to a provider's office recently, but it's like, it's very rare that your provider will actually even touch you. (laughs) Like, you know, we're so data driven in medicine. We're like, if we have any inkling that you have a pneumonia, like I'm going to order an x-ray. It doesn't matter what I hear in your lungs. I'm going to order a chest x-ray, you know? So we're very data driven. So it makes kind of like the physical assessment not as important. Um, So I think, you know, that's just the way medicine is run right now. Um, So I think providers are becoming more and more open to it of like telemedicine and stuff. And for me, yeah. you know, when, when clients come to me, usually they've had like a pretty decent workup done. So, and a lot of my interventions are like, you know, through nutrition and herbal medicine and supplements and things like that. So, um, you know, the stuff that I, I do in my interventions are pretty low risk. You know what I mean? It's like, if I was prescribing yeah. medication, I would want to see the patient. Do you know what I mean? But like with yeah. my practice, it's not as important. Um, and usually the patient's story is way more valuable to me than like being able to see them or touch them. Yeah. I love that. And like, what a blessing for you, like that you're able to go like through telemedicine and, um, how like things have shifted and pivoted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so through, okay. I'm assuming for you, like, shifting out of like regular nurse practitioner or, you know, like graduating as a nurse practitioner, deciding you're not going into regular, like family medicine. How was that pivot? Like to just going into like your own practice right away, as far as like, did you have any critics who are like, are you sure you know what you're doing? Or, um, just like other maybe peers that were like, are you sure you don't want to come back to like the hospital, things like that? 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so I have like some friends that have been like pretty unsupportive. Like they're very like anti-natural medicine. Um, so they're like, those are kind of like the haters, I guess. <laughs> it's just something you have to deal with. And it's kind of frustrating because it's like, I, I do find myself kind of in the middle. You know what I mean? I think in conventional medicine, we do so, so good with acute care, emergency trauma, surgery. Like we do so, so well, but we do so horribly at chronic illness and chronic disease Mm -hmm. and you know I kind of feel like I'm kind of stuck between both worlds where like I've seen you know the benefits of both you know so I think sometimes I get kind of like caught in the middle like you know people are like oh well what do you think of this I'm like well you know I think sometimes like you know you need antibiotics like if you're septic you need antibiotics or you will die you know what I mean do I think that we over prescribe antibiotics for ear infections and sinus infections and other viral infections Absolutely. But at the end of the day, we need both, you know? So, um, yeah, I think that's kind of like, kind of like the, the thing that I think that kind of, for me, makes me feel really empowered and really strong and really passionate about what I do. Cause I do see the power of both conventional and natural medicine. Yeah. And that's so interesting. You say that because um, as a chiropractor, a lot of times people will question like our approach or our view on, um, you know, like the, obviously natural medicine and then allopathic care and things like that. And I'm always like, medication is needed, surgery is needed, things like that are needed because if your house is burning down, I want the fire department there. When the, when the fire is out and everything's out, I don't want the fire department there to rebuild my house. Yeah, I, I want carpenters. I want the right people to be on that side to help the rebuild, but in a chronic state or like, um, you know, severe, like the house is burning. I don't want a carpenter coming to the house if the house is on fire. Yeah, no, I agree. I love that analogy. I love that metaphor. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as far as you had kind of talked about your fiance being super supportive um, through that pivot, has, were there any other people in your life that were really supportive or that you turned to for support? Um, let's see. Um, you know, my parents were kind of questionable and my parents are very traditional. They're like, and like the nice thing about being a nurse practitioner, it's like, it's like a, it's a very, I mean, you could get a job. There's always jobs available. Like it's very viable and the money's good. You know what I mean? But I just felt like in throughout my training and my residencies, like I could just tell like the NPs and MDs that I was working with were very unhappy in their jobs. They were very unfulfilled. They were overworked. They were working 60 hour weeks. You know what I mean? And, you know, for me, it was kind of like, I'm transitioning. I wanted to make this transition, you know, obviously to help people more and, you know, have a little bit more power and say, and like, you know, what I do for my patients, but also like work-life balance. And I was not seeing that. And my fiance, he, um, he's a professor and he has summers and winter breaks off. And he's like, I don't want to be married to someone who's going to like be working like 10 hour days, five days a week, has two weeks of vacation. You know, he's just mm-hmm. like, what am I going to do all summer? <laughs> so, um, yeah, he was exceptionally supportive. Like my brother was very supportive. I had some friends that were very supportive. Um, um a lot of my peers that I graduated with were very supportive. So that was really right. nice. I think they were just like, kind of like, I mean, I'm so kind of shocked that I did it. <laughs> um, so I think they were just like, oh my gosh, like that's so ballsy. Like, I can't believe you did that. Like, that's so cool. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think was like the hardest thing or um, or the, the most challenging for creating your online telehealth, like 
um, business? Um, for me, it's like selling myself. It's marketing. Um, yeah. You know, when I started my business, a lot of my clients were word of mouth because I've worked in the community for almost 10 years and people just knew me and they knew about my story, about my health issues. They're like, oh, wow, like my friend Sitar, like she had gut problem. Now she doesn't let me refer you to her. So like I would get a lot of referrals that way. Um, but now it's like, I need to make this sustainable, right? So I need more clients. So um, marketing on social media has been the, the most frustrating thing for me because I'm not very salesy or marketing. I'm not really good at self-promotion. I'm usually pretty like, I don't know, I'm just kind of shy about that kind of stuff. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I understand. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I'm really smart. I can help you. <laughs> You just like took the words out of like most people's mouths who like work in healthcare or like natural, the natural side of things and like want to help people, but like also don't want to be like, yeah, I know a lot. Like come here, please. <laughs> yeah. And it's just hard to think like in conventional medicine, like you have like patients like in line coming for you. Like you don't, yes. like, they come to you because they need you. You know what I mean? Whereas like now it's like, now I'm the boss. Like I don't have like hospital, like you know, hospital, like saying like, Hey, there's people that can help you here. So it's like, now I have to do it myself. So that arguably has been the most difficult part. The rest of it, honestly, like when I'm seeing clients, like it just doesn't feel like a job. It feels like it's truly, truly my dream job. I love doing it. I could do it all day, every day. It's like my favorite thing, but yeah, it's the, the marketing has been pretty like, ooh, like horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> what do you feel like has been the most rewarding? Um, honestly, like the messages I get from my clients, like, Hey, like ever since I started doing this, like this problem went away. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Cause it's like, usually these people have been suffering for a very long time. So it's just, it's nice to see that, like that change for them. Cause I know a lot of people that come to me have suffered for a very long time. Like they've tried conventional, they've tried alternative, they tried acupuncture, they tried X, Y, and Z and it didn't work. So for me, it's kind of like, I'm kind of like their last resort, you know, yeah. See, like their body changing and see their symptoms improve which is so like so so rewarding yeah I hope I I'm really hopeful and I think we are on this switch where holistic medicine isn't the last resort anymore like I, yeah. I feel like I feel like we're close um but yes I I hear the like a lot of the same thing from patients too with um you know you're my last resort on X, Y, and Z or whatever they have. And sometimes you're like, oh man, maybe if I would have marketed more, they would have known that they could have yeah. like holistic or natural medicine, but yeah. either way, like they're, they're there and that's awesome. Um, yeah. so and, yeah, yeah and I, I, I totally like, agree with you in that case too, but it, I also do believe that, you know, I also really appreciate it when a client comes to me with a full workup, because that means I don't have to do it. You know what I mean? It's like someone, yes. someone's like, you know, having diarrhea with like, like having bloody diarrhea or something. I'm going to be like, you need a colonoscopy. You need to see yes. a I will not treat you until you do that. Cause like, you know, you need to rule out cancer and like all these other like life threatening things. Right. So I think there is like, you know, there is some good that comes from, you know, that, but I do know a lot of people have had these workups done maybe even multiple times and they're still not getting any answers. They've been gaslighted by the medical community. You know, it's all in your head. You know, there's nothing wrong with you X, Y, Z. Um, yes. But yeah, there it is. Yeah. I, I've noticed more and more, like, I, I think, especially with the pandemic, I think people are, are starting to realize like nothing else matters if you don't have your health. 
and they know that they're unhealthy. They know, but they just don't know where to start. And there's just so much noise out there. There's so much like do the keto diet or you should do the paleo diet or you should do it. You should go vegan or you should try these supplements. And there's just so much noise and like contradicting health information out there. And I think sometimes people just need like support. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. You know what yeah. I mean? So. Yes. There is, there's a lot of things to filter. And I think it's then like almost that analysis paralysis. Like, I don't know where to even turn next. Mm-hmm. Um, and not saying that one is better than the other because something works for everybody. It's just figuring out what works for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I, I do agree with you on the whole, you getting people after they've had like a full workout too. Like definitely makes sense. Yeah, I'm sure with the um, after, like I really need to know if there's like nothing in your spine and <laughs> you need a CT and an MRI. <laughs> there are days, yes. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, you... <laughs> yes you really need to have that blood work done when they question like are you sure I need to do that and I'm like yes yeah (laughs) like please don't come back until that is done so um yeah so if you were to look back on your life and you were to speak to your five-year-old self what is something that you would tell her oh wow you know what I would say you know, my parents are immigrants and they just always taught me and my brother to work hard and like just work really, really hard. And then you'll become wealthy or, you know what I mean? And I think, um, you know, that really instilled like a good work ethic in me. Um, but I also like my parents didn't really know how else to make money besides work hard. Like they just like worked hard, worked multiple jobs, saved their money. And that's just how they were able to raise me and my brother. And I think I wish, um, I was taught like more, I kind of work smart, not hard, you know, like there's more creative ways to like, you know, have a life instead of like breaking your back kind of thing. And I would tell like my five-year-old self, maybe like, you know, you, you can, you can be like, you could do what you want and still have a life that you like, that's like like a sustainable life. You know what I mean? Like I was always, I think part of me was like, I was always afraid of not having money because we didn't really have a lot of money growing up. So I was just like, okay, nursing, you know, you know, job security, like good living. I can do this. You know what I mean? And, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't think that, and I think I was just always afraid to invest in myself. You know what I mean? Like, cause right now, like, you know, when I started my business, I was investing in myself. I took, you know, time away. I like wasn't working. I was just trying to focus on like building a business. So I think, maybe telling my five-year-old self, like, you know, it's okay to invest in yourself. Like you can be an entrepreneur. Like you are smart enough to do a, you know, create a business for yourself. You're, you can do a non-traditional thing and still make money and have a good life. Yeah. I love that. Um, do you have any recommendations for books or podcasts? Um, oh my gosh. Um, I guess the podcasts that I listen to are more like inappropriate stuff. So I won't say those, um, <laughs> um, but books, um, let's see. I really loved untethered soul. I can't remember what was the author. Michael Singer. Michael Singer. Yeah, yeah. that was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, I also would recommend, um, um, there's like a series of books, um, if for people who are struggling with like, um, chronic illness, I'd recommend them read, Um, books by the author Anthony William there are a series of books that focus on like thyroid health liver health um what else 
um, autoimmune illness. Like I think those are really um, fantastic books and they help basically help. They teach people how to become their own healer through food and herbs. So I think that's really helpful if anyone's struggling with chronic illness. Um, but yeah, I really like those ones. Perfect. I am not familiar with Anthony Williams, so I can't wait to, to take a look at his books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, is there any other information you'd like to share with the audience? Um, let's see. I don't know. I think the biggest thing that I learned in my healing journey is that, you know, if you were struggling with a health problem, like truly, I truly, truly believe that your body can heal. Like your body can heal more than you, you think you can. And, you know, for me, like when I was working in the ICU, every day I'd go to work and I would just witness miracles. Like there are people come in, they get, you know, multiple gunshot wounds, to the head, the brain, you know, blood coming out everywhere, losing liters of blood. You know, they broke every bone in their body, whatever that is. And then six weeks later, they're walking again. Do you know what I mean? And, mm -hmm. and I would always go to work. I'm like, okay, if that guy can recover from like a traumatic brain injury, multiple broken bones, a lacerated liver, a fractured femur, pelvic fractures, like whatever it is, then I can heal from like whatever's going on in here. And it's all about, it's all about creating an environment so that your body can heal. Like if you, especially if you are suffering from a chronic illness, you need to hyper nourish your body with like the most nourishing plants and herbs and supplements and vitamins in the world. And once you create that environment in your body, your body will heal. Your body cannot heal under stress. And, yeah. um, yeah, so I think that's my biggest takeaway. And I feel like I'm like, definitely like the poster child of that, of that, right? Like I have so many autoimmune illnesses and I don't have them anymore. I don't take any medications anymore. I have so much energy. My digestion is like so pristine, like, you know, and I suffered for so long and my body healed, like my body healed and your body's trying to do that for you every day. And if you create an environment that your body can heal, it will. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. That, um, I mean, that's what I talk to people about all the time too, is, um, and my, like, I, I use a lot of analogies, um, mm -hmm. I think because I, I do work more, I work a lot with children too, mm -hmm. but yeah, if your body is in that fight or flight and running from a bear constantly, mm -hmm. you're not healing yourself. So, you know, like hyper, like you said, hyper nourishing with like proper food, proper supplements, that's perfect because yeah, you're trying to fill that cup up to heal your body and then get yourself like, that's not long-term, like you'll be doing that forever, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, feel like we could probably talk about that kind of stuff for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> where can the audience, um, find you online? Um, I have a website. It's, um, www.healwithsitar.com. I'm also on, um, social media. I'm on Instagram at Dr. Sitar NP. And then also surprisingly on TikTok, millennials can be on TikTok. So yeah, I'm on TikTok too. <laughs> At I love it. Also. <laughs> I think I had heard, and I believe it was like a Gary Vaynerchuk quote that something along the lines of like the 80, 85% of people on TikTok are between the age of 35 and 65. And I oh, was like, wow. I love that. I was like, <laughs> okay, that, that makes me feel better. <laughs> But yes. Okay. I will link all of those up in the show notes as well. Um, and then I think if people would like to get in touch with you, as far as like working with you directly, 
I believe on your website, there's like an intro that you can do like a 20 minute consultation. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I like to do like a introductory call with all my clients before I work with them just to make sure like we're a good fit and we kind of like vibe well and things like that. So you can schedule that with me. You can do that on my website or on my Instagram account. There's a little link tree you can um, find there. And yeah, or you can just send me a message on one of those platforms and I'll respond. Okay, perfect. And I have one other question for you that wasn't on my list of things. Um, and I get this question too, because I love to travel, but where are some of your favorite places you've ever been? Um, so, um, my fiance and I, we were just in Paris, um, in December and we were also, we're in Finland. We like went and saw the Northern Lights, which is awesome. Oh, that's um, on my list of things to do. Yeah. It was really cold, but you're from Wisconsin. So I think you can handle <laughs> it. And then, um, but I think my favorite place I've been is probably Iceland. It's like just such a geographically diverse like island you know it's just yeah. like waterfalls and volcanoes and beaches and you know it's just like a really stunning landscape very cool I yeah. love it well thank you so much for jumping on the podcast with me thank you Jen thank you so much for jumping on and listening through another episode of Jamming with Jen and I really want to thank Sitar for jumping on and sharing her story her journey of overcoming autoimmune diseases and now helping other people heal on their health journey. If you'd like to connect with Sitar, you can do so in the show notes, the links, and you can always follow along with me on Instagram at Dr. Jen Forstner and go ahead and shoot me a message if you have any questions or would like to connect. And I wanna thank you all and have a great rest of your day.